and we're live. Hi, and welcome to Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electrodiamond, and today I am here with burlesque performer, model, and professional athlete, Phoenix Lenore, who can be seen at Alibi, the Outcast show, at 8.30 p.m. on Friday, and can be seen at Lidwood at Savage Labs Saturday from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. and 8.30 to 9.30 p.m., it can also be seen at LaBoy on Saturday as long as, and it can also be seen on Alibi Sunday at 8.30 p.m. How are you doing today, Sexy? Good, good, very good. Thank you so much for having me. So nice to meet you. You're welcome, of course. Yeah. Media. <laughs> as I said, I am, as I say, with this podcast, I actually took like the craziest way. It's like, all of a sudden, people like you started notice as I say started noticing me like down in Miami when I started interviewing people in like LA. All of a sudden, everyone was like, <laughs> "Like what's going I, on?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And also, I forgot to mention tonight I'm gonna be performing. <laughs> tonight I'm gonna be actually I'm gonna be moving my ass more than performing. I'm moving my ass. I'm gonna be going uh, at hunters. So if you guys want to check out tonight, I'm going to be there also moving my ass over there. I forgot to Oh, my it. God. I never stopped. <laughs> well, no. Damn, a bitch is busy. Like, thank you for fitting me in. Because, like, <laughs> I mean. No. Well, you let, is... you let me know a long time ago. So it's like, if you give me time in advance, I put it on my schedule. And, like, yeah. I'm not going to move it. So. I, well. I could not keep that crazy of a schedule. As I was telling you, my like quote unquote busy schedule before we started, I could not do that much. There's at one point I said I wanted to do this every day, and I'm like, no, I could not do that. I just Yeah, it's kind of like maybe you will, but yeah, from one day to another one, be like that, it's a little hard. Little by little, it's a little easier. I'd need a research team. Like that would probably be like yeah. the thing, like because <laughs> As yeah, I doing say, everything by yourself is a little hard sometimes. It's yeah. like you have to take care of everything. I'm an entrepreneur as well, so it's kind of like I do everything yeah. by myself. And yeah, it's it's hard. When you have yeah. some friends help you out, it's like the best yeah. thing. I will say that much. If anyone thinks like you, there's a team of people hitting you up in your DMs. No, it's me. Like, yeah, absolutely. In, yeah, work. So yeah. where are you? So where are you originally from? So I was born in Argentina, um, Mendoza, exactly Mendoza, Argentina, and I'm coming from a family, Italian family, Italian Argentinian. My dad is Italian, my mom is Argentinian, and I grew up half of my life in Argentina, half in here, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. Work. See. As I always say, like Florida is like a great place for people who have moved here. As someone who's lived here all my life, I want to leave. <laughs> yes, so yes, 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 definitely, <laughs> definitely. No, but this has been my home for for like over you know 15, 17 years. So it's kind of like, wow. um, I love this place. I mean, all my family lives here, by the way. Like kind of like, yeah. my dad was the first one to immigrate here, and then like. My mom, my brothers, like, you know, uh, aunts, cousins, like, yeah. you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've lived in other parts. I lived in Orlando for four years. 
So I lived at a Orlando? Yeah, I lived in Orlando for four years. Oh. And I did. That was something where it's like I needed to end. I needed to end my time in Orlando because, like, I knew I needed to come back home and, like, I'm living at home. I needed to come back home, save, enough, save up enough money and, like, get out of Florida because I just know. Mm-hmm. Where are you planning to go after Florida? I mean, where are you at now? Where am I at now? I'm in um, Jensen oh. Beach, as I, as I told you. So, like, I'm in South Florida. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Set up this freaking camera. <gasps> so, no, I don't, I don't know if I know that place, to be honest. I, no, I most there. people don't. That's why I need to move to a city. I need to be closer to gay life. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, we, we all need it. A little bit because it's I don't go out much like because it's say Miami Miami's like a place I can go like once every other month because like who's got the time to like drive an hour and a half down to Miami like yeah no, no, back home? yeah I live in Miami for a few years and uh, we're never gonna come back <laughs> only for you know having fun and like like it says like just but not leaving no 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 so many latins <laughs> yeah just like just talking shit yeah so what was it like for you growing up as a kid was in my life growing as a kid um it was very fun i could tell could tell it was very fun. My mom used to work a lot. And my grandma used to have a dance studio. She has like a she used to have like a huge dance studio that I remember used to be my playground. So um, basically I grew up dancing, let's say, but dance always was part of my like playtime. Let's say I never right. took a professional, never like did like anything like until then I grew up. But growing up was um it was good, it was happy, it was like um I was a little poor family, very, very, you know, like very hard workers, all my family, very, yeah. very hard workers, like not much money. Um I always have everything I needed. My mom was divorced when I was four years old, so it's kind of like I kind of became the man of the of the family at the age of four. So, wow. yeah, that kind of like pushed me forward a lot. So, I mean, I'm I'm thankful for that. Like, I feel like that gave me a lot of maturity that I can apply in the future. You know, at the beginning, I didn't understand right. anything, but but growing up was like um, it wasn't hard, but it wasn't easy. I feel like um, I grew up in a beautiful family, and I think that's uh, such a bless, you know, that having that. Um, but yeah, I I I I was very very good accepted also by my family, and primary like primary for my mom, of course. I grew up with her a lot, and right. when I was little, like my dad moved here, so it's kind of like he was far from me like he was like living in the United States and I was in Argentina so it's kind of like right kind of like I grew up without my dad let's say with that but far you know what I mean we were in contact and everything but I put all my life into art since I was very little like that was like 
I don't know, my grandpa is like, um, he's like a painter that, you know, like he do art in, in canvas and like, yeah. he's like a very famous like artist in Argentina. And he taught me a lot of that. So I learned a lot of color theory with him. And then my grandma does studios, so I does like dance. And then my mom taught me everything I know. So it's kind of like, it was nice. It was nice. That's how I grew up. Like kind of like always doing something, a lot of sports, a lot of dance. Um, no drugs or alcohol until I became old, you know, but, you know, my life is kind of like, it was very, very clean. <laughs> Same. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get that like putting in, first of all, whenever you do like arts, like professionally, like you never like love them as much. Like I know that. Cause like I'm a singer and I was like in choir as a kid and I was always the kid that got in trouble. Cause like, Mm -hmm. because in my mind still i think i'm mariah carey so like i oh would do the God. I, why do you I have would... to say mariah carey particularly mariah carey she's my favorite watch out <laughs> it's like it's like i would do i would i would do like okay fine i'll say christina aguilera i would do like the vocal i would do like vocal slides and then, then the choir teacher would be looking at me and like what that's what my voice does like yeah yeah but... yes like but that's so good. You it, that's the moment that you start kind of like having awakening, like personal yeah. awakening. I was like, oh, I have like a little power that is not, is not. It could be not seen right, but right. I know inside of me is like more than right. You know, it's, of course, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, I learned that I love standing out, and like that's why I continue to to this day. Yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. We believe from. I mean, I think like we like belong to that part. Like, I, I love it too. And sometimes people tell me like, oh, you like to be a center of attention and center of attention and blah, blah, blah. And I don't feel that at all. It's like, actually, when I go to places, I'm super quiet. And like, yeah, I like to, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like my place is the stage to show everything. But if I'm out of stage, I'm like, look, black, yeah. black. I'm super yeah. chill and like, I love to learn, you know, what's going on around me. You know? And that, and that's when you tell people, like, when people are like, you like attention. It's like, I'm a performer. No fucking shit. I like attention. Of course. Like, yeah, but it's not a, a bad, like, kind of like, yeah, they say it, but kind of like, they say like, okay, I want to be in the middle of everybody doing like this. Hey, look at me. Look at me. No, it's not that attention. No. Attention is like through art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what was it like for you coming out? Mm. It was very fun. It was good. I mean, I have no complaints about it. I came out at the six. I was sixteen when I came out with my mom. And I says, "Mom, I'm with someone." And why did I decide decide to tell her that? Because kind of like I fall in love with my first my first boyfriend. Um, and kind of like we were together like a three four months and i was like totally in love like my first 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 love you know the first love you know you know what i'm talking right. about right and actually we were together like five years after that and i told her mom, mom like i'm seeing somebody like and she says like who is that like karen literally karen is my best friend that's her <laughs> name that's how there is and i was like no mom no it's like you know rodrigo 
<laughs> and kind of like everything, you know what my mom says? You're not going to believe this. It's like, okay, so you know how you got to take care of you for, um, for your health, right? Sexual right. health. That's right. the only thing that she mentioned. It. I think that was great. You know, I was 16 years old and she told me, listen, do you know how you take care of your fucking ass, right? You don't get um, your health compromised. And I says, yeah, I know. Are you sure? Yeah, I guess I know. Okay, so if you know, that's the only thing that you have to know about it. And the next Sunday after that, everything that every, that's everything that we says. Like she says, like okay, you know that? Okay, she hugged me. It's like all right, I'm here. It's fine. You gotta be careful with that. And we're talking about many years ago. I'm 36. This was 16. Let's say 20 years ago. So 20 years ago, a lot of diseases were different as well. And be those kind of like you know chronic problems and all that stuff um, right they've been like seen totally different more in argentina you know it's like totally old school shit. yeah and after that the next sunday which is of course latin family latin italian family sunday lunch all my family together we sitting eating pasta of course and my mom stand up and she's like all right I have something to say. When she say that, I was like, I'm going to pee myself. I'm going to shit myself. I'm like, what the fuck she's doing? And you know what she says? It's like, listen, so Gonzalo, Gonzalo is my first name. My, yeah. You know the name that my family call me, you know, like, yeah. like, like blah, blah. Gonzalo, um, he's uh, gay. And if someone have to say something, have to say it right now. And if someone has a problem, me and my son, we're going to be out of this family. So is everything okay? That's what she says in front of everybody. That's what she says in front of everybody. I was like freaking out because I was 16 years old. I just told my mom and kind of like everyone stand up and hug me. And I kind of like, oh, we love you and blah, blah, blah. That was such a like, I don't know, like my mom became my hero that day. Like hero, hero, hero. I just like kind of like want to cry when I remember that. And and nothing. Everyone was come here and like oh blah blah blah. And then nothing. Then things you know, family come to you, approach you, and ask you weird questions and stuff. But that's how was my coming out story. Like, and then when I was eighteen, many years, like two years later, I used to come here every year for vacations because my dad used to live here yeah so um, i wait until i turn 18 and i used to come here for literally between one and three months vacations long vacations you know latin people like take fucking long vacations right <laughs> so <laughs> i took like a long vacation here and that year the last day before moving coming back to argentina to my school and shit. I just like that. I need to talk to you. I was like, yeah, what happened? And that's so why I tell him, like, listen, I'm a fucking faggot. I don't know. It's kind of like, it's just like, what? This is your mom's fault. It's like, no, no, no. Watch out. Chill out a little bit. I'm gay. And it's because I want to be gay. And nothing else, like, put me in these shoes. But myself, you know, I want to. 
And then he told me like, oh, okay, I accept that, but I don't respect it, you know. I don't respect it, but I accept it. Even though that was bullshit because my dad loves me and he take care of me and protects me since that day, like never before. And kind of like, um, but I was so such a pussy. I, I wait until the last day of my vacations because I was, those vacations that year, I was thinking every single day how to say it to him, you know? Because my dad was used to be in the army and shit. So it's kind of like, mm, you know, and nothing. He opened up and kind of like, he hugged me, he started crying, I think, and told me like, oh, I love you. I always knew it, but I didn't want to say, you know, your stepmom told me about it, but I didn't want to accept that and blah, blah, blah. And, and nothing, that's how it came out. That was like my two parts, mom and dad. They See, were divorced, so. Right. See, I give it to you. Having to tell two parents, I in some ways say I was a little bit fortunate because I only had to come out to one parent. Because okay. I came to work. Because <laughs> I um came out um four months after my mom died. So it was just my dad and my sister who I had to come out to who were both accepting. How old you were? How old? I was 18. Uh -huh. So that's the good part. We're about to take a twist for the bad part. Mm. So, I, so I came out to a youth minister at the church. It was, was a mistake. Because I told mm. him about this performance idea I had with like a knife and how I practiced stabbing myself because I'm dramatic. Clearly. Okay. Of course. And... He left the room. He came back in about 10 minutes later. He said, you have one of two options. Either you're coming with me or I'm calling the cops. Wow. And I'm like, now in hindsight, now knowing what he did to me, I would have let him call the cops, but I was scared. So I like, I'm yeah, like, let's go. Cop and you're scared. Yeah. So I went with him to get um, a, um, a psychological exam. Hmm. I passed it, and then he lied to make it seem like I was lying on the um, exam. And as a result, I got locked in a mental institution for 64 hours. Are you fucking with me? No, I'm serious. <laughs> oh, shit. That's fucked up. 100%. Fucked up. Wow. <laughs> And then, like, after he, after I got out and he got caught, he set me up with this therapist who was a counselor for the church. They tried to make it seem like it was therapy and everything, but they tried to, like, pray the gay away. Yeah. <laughs> Do not make me talk. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was intense. <laughs> I mean, this was the thing. This is what I say to them. I'm thinking, y'all were fucking stupid. Because it's like, what you just did was, you told me, okay, clearly y'all don't have my best interest. So when I actually started having sex at the age of 20, I just made terrible decisions. That's what they do. <laughs> That's what they do when they don't, when they put you in that situation, fuck your mind, and then we start taking wrong decisions because we think unconsciously that something's wrong with us. Yeah. So it's like, uh, 
that's that's you know such a world that Paris has. Like you know, they have to like it's it's very delicate the work that they're supposed to do, and they if they fuck it up, they fuck it up big time with us because yeah, this our repercussions are in the future afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. All that shows you is that like any gay person you want to like convince that you're all about love, that's not showing love. That's showing that we have to change this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And it's all like a weird unconscious part because kind of like the fact that we're not being accepted, kind of like yeah. unconsciously we project that. So... I'm trying to think about how to ask this next question. So I guess, okay, so so what was it like moving to, I guess we'll call it the Miami, Fort Lauderdale area, because technically that's kind of where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Theoretically, yeah. Um, how was, like, what do you mean? Like, which way? Like, um, when it got As in, like. To- yeah, so like when you originally moved to America, did you move to this area or were you like in a different area to begin with? Well, actually, I was like in Miami Lakes at the beginning. Oh, okay. So, so it was like south, and I, I, I normally stay like south, you know, like south in Miami at the beginning. Yeah. And then I moved to Hollywood, and sorry, Hollandale. It's a little more yeah. north to Miami, but always in, you know, South Florida. And I live after several years, like like five years ago, I live in Orlando, you know, like for a few months only. But then I got bored, so it's kind of like. You know. Well, of course, Orlando. Orlando's not what I would say now. Orlando's not what it used to be. That's why I'm so glad I moved away because, like, mm-hmm. literally, their like biggest and best club. There yes. is no longer open, which was Parliament House. Mm-hmm. Like, so now it's like, why would anybody want to live in Orlando? Like, yeah, no, it's like, I mean, Orlando is good for the parks. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I feel like attractions, park attractions, and after that, it's boring. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but when I um when I get closer to this area, it was like very. I mean, I never wanted to live in Wilton Manors for Lauderdale. I had the chance to do it, but I feel it would be a little bit too much for me. Kind of like uh, in the way that, I don't know, uh, there's so many bars and so much party. And I don't know, like I said, I work during the day as well. It's kind of like I try to work all the hours that I can. Um, I feel if I move very, very, like, in Wilton Manors, I would be only able to work at night, you know, I feel. Yeah. I mean, listen, I will say this. As someone who never had any desire to move further south in Florida, I I guess I can understand wanting to move more north because, like, Mm-hmm. I mean, I always say something like, let's get close, but not mix. You know, kind of yeah. like, 
close but not makes it. So um, that's how that's what I'm leaving Pompano. Like I'm literally ten minutes from wheelchair manners, but I'm not in wheelchair manners. You know, if not, yeah. I would be in the bar from one bar to another bar, like because that's what I am, and <laughs> I love it. So it's kind of like I have to adjust myself to, you know, keep moving forward in life. You know. No, I I know where Pompano is. I um. About a year ago, I hooked up with a guy down there, and like, it was me. <laughs> it was me. I don't remember it. I don't remember me it. Being you. <laughs> okay. No, I would I would have came back if it was you. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. You better. <laughs> you better. You never no, call but... me back. <laughs> But of course, being a being a thicker bitch, of course, I primarily been with black and Latino guys. Shocker there. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that's why that's why when I moved that's why I say I didn't lose my virginity till I moved to Orlando, like when I was in the hood. Cause mm -hmm. like I used to get hit up all the time. Like all the time. <laughs> of course. I imagine. Yes. <laughs> work so what made you want to become a burlesque performer that's a good question because um i don't even know if i consider myself as a burlesque performer but um I feel now I'm transitioning in that part of the performance life, kind of like right. Because um, I've been on stage for since I was very little, so it's kind of like now in the last three years, I decide to expand and you know kind of like um, investigate more about the burlesque. But right. really, I feel like burlesque between you and me and everybody who will listen to this is the perfect combination between art and being a whore you know <laughs> kind of like you can get naked artistically and erotic and also you can work in nice productions and you can work in a storyline of your performance and it kind of like i feel like um, it give you it's like a very open discipline where you can add so many elements. And I love yeah. that. You know, I'm, I'm a very free spirit guy. So it's kind of like, I did for a long time, like million years ago, I when I, when I used to live in, my, in Argentina, in Argentina, I used to like, um, I worked like seven years as a drag queen, believe it or not. That was my main job. And Work. Nothing. It's kind of like I've been before that. I used to just dance in theaters and do like you know musicals and ballet and all that bullshit. And then kind of like I moved forward and then I kept dancing and now I'm in the stage. I was like, wow, I just find burlesque, which is very beautiful because I can, I feel like I can put all the things I've been doing in my life in one performance. You know. Right. So if I want to make up, you want to do feathers, you want to dance, you want heels, you want flats, you want naked, you want clothes, you you can do whatever with less. So it's kind of like it's a very beautiful and it's very artistic, you know, so it's kind of like that's the main thing.
Yeah. I mean, I get that. First of all, I I I actually appreciate you like saying that you're like more you march to be to your own drum, which is something I love because as a performer, like even as a drag performer, how I started because most most people most of the girls were like, Oh yeah, I started in the gay clubs with all my best friends. No. I started in open mic nights and straight bars. So like mm-hmm. because I'm a musician. So like Yeah, that's your route. Yes. Yeah, that's where like <clears throat> and like I make electronic music. So like I was very left of center of what everybody else was doing. Like everybody else would come in with their like guitars and like play their stuff. And I'd hand the like host of the night, I'd hand them my iPod with like my tracks on there. And I'm like, love it. And yeah. And I love standing out. The only time, as in the place I, the straight bar I performed at mainly, the owners only had problems with me one time. So I had screamed motherfucker into the microphone at the end of one of my um, songs to like close out my night one night. <laughs> And then the following week, I got told by the owners not to do that. I'm like, I'm not doing that this week. I'm not repeating myself. Because to this day, I'm mm-hmm. still the performer. I do not like repeating sets. I like rotating everything. Correct. Yes. Yes. Because it's like, granted, yes, you get a lot of tourists if you're in like Orlando or Miami. But you also get a lot of regulars who come to see you every week when you perform. Correct. Yeah, you got to manage that. Mostly yeah. when you work a lot, you gotta like try to balance that because you wanna make everybody happy, you know, including yourself, number one. Yeah. You know, it's kinda like you wanna repeat or you wanna like, maybe do something similar with something different, a little extra spice or yeah, I, I feel you. I feel the same. I like to rotate stuff. Sometimes when you work a lot and stuff, it's just like okay, I'm gonna repeat. But you have to know the um, you have to know which are the boundaries that in order to repeat. If you're gonna repeat, make sure it's a different crowd, make sure it's a different venue, it's every fun day of the week, you know. Because people who go out on Monday normally on Sundays, they doing something different, you know. So it's kind of yeah. like that's the part of the evaluation that you have to do pr- previous evaluation when you perform and say, okay, what are you gonna do this? Because let's say like in Saturday, like I said, this next Saturday, I literally have eight performances besides my daily work that I teach classes for people's special needs. I teach in the school. I teach uh, dance classes. Um, that's my regular daily job, one of my daily jobs. And so I have eight performances and I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? I can't bring, I, I don't have a, like a like a huge, I, I got to bring like, if I want to do something different, I got to do like like 10 different suitcases with, with, with stuff, you know, it's impossible. Because once I leave my house, I don't come back. So yeah. that's the moment you got to manage a little bit where you're going to repeat, where you're going to do and that. Yes, definitely it's a, it's a challenge sometimes. See, eight is crazy. The most I used to do when I lived in Orlando, I used to do two shows a night thursday night so but they were what you would consider in like the miami area you would i would get done early 
for mm-hmm. me and for me in Orlando, since everything closes at like two a.m. anyway, I would get done kind of. So I would leave my house at seven p.m. Mm-hmm. and I wouldn't get home till twelve thirty a.m. So like yeah. that, I know I know in Miami that's considered early, but like for me in Orlando, that was considered late. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Depending also the venues is that some places start earlier and yeah. at midnight you're already done you're not can do anymore but that was like that was too much because like there was so there was one week i literally i had to completely change my um set mm-hmm. but i went to the um second bar which was parliament house where i used to perform after the straight bar because i had pulled a muscle on my back oh. and i'm like I'm not going to be able to dance at this next show. So literally what I did was I'm like, I know how to fucking sing. I don't have to do all this like dancing around and stuff. Let me just do mm-hmm. like Mariah, Christina moments, sit and sing. Like I can fucking do mm-hmm. it. Like I might as well do it. Which one is your favorite song from Mariah Carey? Ooh. Mm, that's a good one. I would say the one that I just did, it's one of my favorite songs to do is um My All. Oh. Yes, of course. Freaking classic. Yeah, yeah I just I just actually I actually just did a cover of that song on Sunday. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, it's on my um, Instagram if you want to see it. That's so beautiful. I love that song. <laughs> because I was kinda like sick that like beginning of that weekend and I'm like I'm like I am well enough to like sit and sit on a stool and sing, but I'm not well enough to move around. So I'm like, right. let me just put out some stuff. And I will say it's very interesting because a lot of my fans are used to me doing this. So like giving them a chance to see me as a singer as well and like as a musician mm-hmm. is something I've loved doing. Yes, 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 yes. And that's, I them, think that's. That's part of the challenge for us and ours that develop. Yeah. If you cannot do something, just deliver something different. And it doesn't have to be 100% always. It could be 100% in another way. Like yeah. sitting, spotlight, microphone, that's it. Yeah. You know? And if you can actually, like, if you, as I say, if you have pipes, that's all you need. You don't need all the dancing and all the, like, no. No. I mean, it's great. I love doing that. I love the feeling of like having a headset mic on my face and like just being able to like dance, perform around. But I can also sit down and sing and get that same like feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's it's about what is inside. I feel comes yeah. from the inside more than the outside. So, okay, I kind of discussed it with you, so I'll just, myself, I'll just ask you, so what was it like the first time you performed? For, for first, first time? I would say the first time, we'll go with the first time, like, kind of like burlesque. I'll make it easier on you. Okay. <laughs> no, because if I'm telling you first, first time, it will be a long time ago. I was yeah. very, very little. I think I was yeah, in diapers, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll um, make it easier on you. Yeah, go on. Okay, burlesque, 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 burlesque. 
two years ago, kind of, around two years ago. Wow. Yeah. Like not too long. Um, but it's so funny because two years ago until today, my burlesque performances are totally different. Totally different. Now I kind of like, I don't know, I can, well, like everything, you know, as much as you do it, tell it, you better you feel. And you can add more stuff. But yeah, it's been like two years, maybe a little bit longer. Talking about only burlesque, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's fair. I mean, if you look, as I say, if you look at my evolution from when I started doing drag in 2015 to now, I literally went from 2015 to wearing clothes to now dressing half naked in drag. Like, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, you start feeling more confident yeah. and you start, yeah, you're feeling it. Yeah. And like developing security in my body, like mm -hmm. be, having that like notion of like, if you don't like the way that my body looks, you don't got to fucking stare at me. That's the way that I am. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And even though, like, I feel like the subject of um, beauty is very misunderstanding, misunderstood, misunderstood, like, kind of like, I don't know, people, general people think that beauty looks one way and beauty is everywhere. <laughs> they don't know that. And I wish, like, everybody could see things the way I see it um, related with beauty because you just mentioned it and I feel it's like a very, even that I'm very, very like, I want to go to the gym, I want to do my abs and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But my knowledge about beauty, it goes way farther than that. You know? Right. It's and, totally different. And it's like the craziest thing, the one thing that I always... So towards the end, like I press like end stream and then like I take all this off, obviously, for the guests so they can actually see what I look like underneath all this clown oh. foolishness. And I actually had somebody um, a few weeks ago who was my friend who's like had never seen me out of drag mm. and like and, and like I took everything off. and He's like, wow, you're really attractive. I'm like, thank you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you can. I feel like, I don't know, like it says, beauty, everyone could be beautiful for someone, for someone, you know, like right. let's say, let's say I feel very, I'm the ugliest person in the world. One person at least will think that I'm beautiful. And yeah. I don't say that because it's important because honestly, I don't give a shit what people think about my beauty, but this is going through the people who really think that or what they really like expecting that from the audience or from the outside, you know, I feel like, listen, you feel ugly, fuck the shit. This, this is not ugly. This is just like you haven't found someone who really likes the way you are. That's it. Doesn't mean anything, you know? And I don't know, kind of like, but it's a long subject. I could talk for hours, like, and honestly, yeah. the fact that I, I work with people with disabilities, you know, 
right that held me in the way that i don't know it's it's it's, it's very beautiful it's very beautiful well just to, like cap this off i'm gonna say this like the feelings of making the feelings of having like that feeling inside of i feel ugly i'm not sure this works for everybody but at least for me not being like the conventionally attractive person to mo to like the standard of the world it forced me to work on my personality mm -hmm. and in, in my opinion made me more of an interesting person because like mm -hmm. if you because if you're grow if you're like always constantly told that you're beautiful and like that's all you think of yourself you don't have to like use your brain or use absolutely. your mind mm -hmm. absolutely oh other thing like uh um people use you just for your beauty you know yeah kind of like they just want to fuck you that's it they don't want any type of connection they don't it's hard to find friends you know because friends think that you want to fuck with them and i was like not me but in general you know yeah it happens it happens that a lot and yeah definitely like the non-conventional beauty i feel like either ways i feel like all that is changing you know little by little is getting better yeah and that's and that's good like But as I say, like standing out, it's better to stand out. Everyone, everyone wants to conform. Standing out as a performer, if you don't have any artistic talents, I can understand where standing out might be hard. As a performer, that's what you want because everybody's not paying it. Because mm -hmm. I will say this. I'm going to say this second myself in trouble. I have to think. Hold on. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm going to be real. Fuck it. Um Thank you. Like don't like don't get like don't get me wrong. I love Go-Go Boys. Go-Go Boys are great. Fantastic. But they're also a dime a dozen. I'd rather see something that like Phoenix is doing. Where it's mm -hmm. like that more like extravagant like different yes thing yes no absolutely it's good it's different it's different even though even though let me tell you i don't i don't google that much lately but even though with a google i i have people come to me and says like oh my god you move so fucking good you're so fucking weird like how you move and i was like thank you <laughs> you know like and Go-Go dancing, you know, it's like sometimes I work so much and like I have so many hours of dance during the week, but I feel Go-Go dancing sometimes could be a great therapy because literally you go there and just like do whatever you fucking want, you know, yeah. you feel the music, you feel beautiful and it's a different type of art, you know, it's totally different, it's totally different. Things like, I don't know, like sometimes like, you know, it's, it's like you say, I prefer to see per more performances that see one guy with no costume dancing for 30 minutes you know it's kind of like mm. right it's much like now like i'm the person who's like a lot of people like love going out to clubs i this is me being a little like a bit of an egotistical narcissist i'll admit this 
I only love going out when I'm performing, but that's just me. <laughs> hmm. Yes. Yeah. No. Definitely. I understand that. Yeah. I. I could be very like that. I could be very like that. Um, I'm recently broke up with my boyfriends that we got like few years together, and now I just like kind of like start because before I used to just go out and just work, and you know if I'm gonna get a drink, it's because I'm working. And blah, blah. But lately, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm like kind of like enjoying a little bit of that. This is like okay. I'm just gonna just I'm gonna live put myself out there without have to work, you know, which is right. another challenge for me because like I said, I'm very productive. I don't like to waste money. I love to do the opposite of that. So it's kind of like going now, sometimes my brain tells me, Oh, come on, this is not necessary. Just like but yeah, it is necessary. We have to connect with people sometimes, we have to you know. I don't know. I'm in that process right now that not everything is work. I haven't solved that problem yet, but I'm on my way, you know. Kind of like But but at least when you're out at bars, for the most part you're working. This is what Yes. yes this is yes. this is one thing where This is probably why I will say I will never move to LA cuz like I do not understand that culture of you're going to a party and you're going to a club just to be there. And that's work. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like mm -hmm. that to me, that sounds like, so you're going to a party, but it's work. Like, well, I, think I don't you work in the entertainment industry. So it kind of like, I mean, it's not my fault that my job is super fun. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. I'm not. No, you're actually performing. I'm talking about people who just show up to a just club show to show up to a club. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. I'm, I'm not talking about entertainers who are performing. If you're performing, oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yes, you, that's yeah, your no. job. Yeah, like just like regular people going out without like just yeah. regular. Like, and, you, and, you do, and you do that for networking. I'm like. This is this yeah. is why this is why I, I I have gone like a complete like 360 on my thoughts of LA. I went from like thinking I will never move to LA to I might move to LA to now I never want to move to LA. So it's like <laughs> I did a complete 360. I'm like I'm yeah, like well, no. sometimes sometimes <laughs> when I go out without having to work and I'm sitting in the bar watching the show of my you know my friends. Yeah, it could happen that the manager pass through and see you and book you, you know. So it's kind of yeah. like the net the networking there could work, you know. And it happened to me several times. That I was like, oh, I don't want to go out. It's like kind of like, you know, I'm not feeling it too good here. I need to move my energies. And then I show up somewhere. I got a drink, and then one random guy says, Hey, listen, I have a private event. You performed that day, what? And I was like, yeah. And then out of the blue, you get like another gig. So it could work. It could work. Yes. Could work. Could I work. get that. The other thing is, so to the other side. So I was mentioning Salma to you off camera. So like Salma basically told me, she's like, when I was talking about like getting booked for a gig, she's like, if, you, if you're going to book, be booked for these gigs, you're going to have to like 
basically like wear like a gown and lip sync. And in in my head, I li- I didn't say this out loud. I literally thought hard pass. I do not want to do that because mm-hmm. that's not my drag. Like, yeah. and it's like that's a weird that's a weird assumption, honestly. Because yeah, can I talk shag a little bit? So. <laughs> I don't go really ahead. Wanna... Go, go, go fuck no, ahead. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Some people in the industry they like to book you and as well limitate you as a performer. And please don't do this. Please do this. Please don't, don't try this. And I was like, what the fuck are you fucking calling me? Book somebody else. You know what I mean? Don't book me to tell me what to do with my performances. Yeah. And, and, and this weekend, one of the person I'm going to be working on it is like that. And yeah. I was like, fuck, I hate that. But you know what? That's the way how we show professionalism. And I, you know what I says? All right, baby, whatever you need. Literally, you know, so that way I can show my professionalism. And I was like, but to myself, I said, I'm never going to work again. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of like, yeah. I don't like limitations. That's what I'm in this country, you know? I leave my country because of that. I need to win. I need to express my win. I'm not saying this country is freedom, absolutely freedom. But at least no. that helps you to give you a little bit more independence with your work. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But as I will say, like, yes, I get. So do I get where conforming could help? Yes. Do I feel like if I do I feel like doing this and like doing stuff on my own is gonna show people more of me and therefore gonna eventually add up to something? Absolutely. So it's yeah. as somebody said, you have to love the artistry that you do. And if you don't Absolutely. love it, it's gonna show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I always say that to my students. I says, enjoy what you do. Even just mistakes. When you do mistakes on stage, enjoy them. People are not going to even notice. They don't know what you're doing. Yeah. But they feel your energy, you know. Right. People feel it, man. People feel it. So what's the craziest thing that's happened to you when you were performing? Hmm. Honestly, one day I was performing and I used to have problems with one of the DJs. No problems, but I, I always ask him to don't push the flashlight when I'm yeah. dancing and stuff because I'm a time of performance, like I have a little, um, I have a background in gymnastics, so I do acrobatic stuff as well. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I did a backflip, they put the flash, I didn't see the floor, and I land with this part of my body on the floor. And that was the worst because I literally land on the floor, and I promise I wasn't drunk, I wasn't high or anything. I was I did the backflip and I land with this, and then I stand up. I remember I was wearing like um, um lashes, and I took the lashes, I take it off. The wrong part is like I took my own ones too. And I took everything off. Ooh. <laughs> the show finished. 
And I was feeling like this, like something was going down, dripping down. And then I went up to the Camerino right away to the backstage. And nothing. I fucked up my here. I have like a mark, like it's cut in here. That's the worst yeah. thing that happened to, to me because kind of like I was like like a huge accident. And I kept performing until the end, and then my blood was like this, like going down with no eyelashes, like horrible. <laughs> okay, so the craziest thing that happened to me, um, let's see. You may or may not know this bar. It's not necessarily in like the Miami area, but it's a little bit like outside of West Palm Beach. Um, have you heard of Propaganda? Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I was performing at Propaganda. I was get, I was done with my song. And like, for people who don't know, the entire bottom half of Propaganda and the stage is black. Mm -hmm. So wearing sunglasses, it's already hard enough to see when you're getting off stage. So I took one step, took another step. I missed the third step. I landed forward on my knee. <laughs> Luckily, I was wearing pants, so like I didn't do anything. But I did break my shoe. Wow. And I still finished the night. Did you finish the night? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Wow. Yeah, that's like... Uh... Well, something else last year, something crazy that happened to me last year, um, I was performing at the Hollywood Pride and that was a huge stage and of course I always have to do something stupid and I jump and fly away from the stage to the main stage because it was the main stage in the middle of a street so it's kind of like all the people over there and I was like yeah the stage is so good but I need a little more connection with the people so I jump and when I land, I twist my ankle the worst Ooh, way. Wow. But it was like a very high stage. So imagine 200 pounds of body landing on my freaking ankle. And then I stand up and I didn't even fucking, all my family was there, my brother, my mom, my stepdad, everybody watching. And I was like, I'm performing, feeling good, you know, that song. And I was like, I'm not feeling good. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I didn't even know if I could keep walking. So I started walking a little bit with a lot of pain. It was very painful. Very, very painful. After that, I got up to golf like for three weeks. That was terrible. That was a very, very traumatic situation. After that, I have to go to after party of fucking Hollywood Pride. And to perform over there, I did it with my <laughs> ankle broke. <laughs> And after that, I mean, the next day I had to go there, the doctor and like crunches and all this shit. And I kind of like, I gotta take a break. But that was crazy. That was last year. That was fucking crazy. That was so how hard. on How on earth did you go? Oh shit. Yeah. Shit. Uh, oh, there we go. Sorry, I don't know what happened. 
they would okay. disappear. Anyway, not a problem. Okay. So my thing is like that's crazy. Like how did you like do that? Cause like if you could barely walk, like in the after hour, the after yeah. hour was, was yeah. a nightmare. The only thing I remember is to ask for more vodka. I was like, please just bring me vodka. And I was like, because it wasn't even performing the after hour. After hour was like go-going dancing. So it wasn't like three minutes performance. It was like 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So it was very painful. I took a lot of painkillers, not the hardcore ones, no opioids or shit like that. So like I build and bullshit that they don't do anything. And vodka. That's how I survived the after party from um, Halloween Prime last year. <laughs> I never gonna forget. Never gonna forget. It was like it was very painful. Like for real. See, I know foot pain because I have it now. So like what happens is I have bone spurs in the heels of both of my feet. Mm. So if so if I'm standing too long or if I'm like stand or if I'm walking too much, it feels like somebody's stabbing me in the foot with a knife or mm. yeah. And which part of the knife? And which part of the foot? Like in the ankle? The heel. The heel. Mm-hmm. So literally like this actually comes to my drugs and alcohol question. So I'll tell you this part. So Back before mm-hmm. I got health insurance, mm-hmm. for four months, I had to deal with the pain, and like, I just couldn't deal with it. So I was taking like eighteen twenty four ibuprofen a day. Wow. Yeah, because I was in that much pain. But you see those things that they, they don't even make effect. Sometimes the pain don't go away. No, that's why you keep on popping more because you think it's going to go away, but it mm-hmm. doesn't. Yes, yes, no, 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 it's, it's very super traumatic. And everybody was so afraid and so scared because I'm a person who literally, I don't know, like I could have pain, but I just, I I like a little pain, you know, so it's kind of like, it's fine. But mm, that one was very traumatic. Yeah. And, and also because compromise all my work, all my fucking work, daily yeah. work. I teach, imagine, like, I have, like, I don't know, 20 classes a week that I have to teach before, besides my, you know, like, performances. It's kind of like, that was a lot. So, yeah, of... you, so you can't do anything, right? No. There, there, therefore, was when I came out and I said, I need someone to cover me in case that something happens, you know? That's when I come, like, you know, when you have a problem, then you got to need solution. You figure it out. So it's kind of like that's when I got my uh, like a second teacher assistant for yeah. m- that works. So it's kind of like if something happened to me, okay, you know, I have someone who covered me. But see, like, I get that like thing of now why you probably work so much is because of the fact of like, I will say, I know this as a performer, like, when you have to step back and you physically can't work, because like mm. with with those bone spurs, like people said, were you performing at that point? I'm like, I could barely walk. 
So no, I wasn't doing anything. I was literally coming home, icing my feet every day, just to be able to like get through my eight hour shift the next day at my job. Like, no, mm. I was not, I was not performing at all. I could not do anything. Yeah. 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 Pain could be very tricky. And that's why I also like, I always encourage my family, my friends and everybody to get into activities and, you know, exercises, um, mm. any type, any type of movement exercises is really necessary for the evolution of the human being. The evolution, yeah. when I say evolution, means like when we're getting older, we want to be good. We don't want to be worse every year. You know, we want to be okay until the last days of our life. You know, we want to be like, be able to do whatever we want. We don't want limitation for our body, you know, but right. this is the moment to do it. And people sometimes don't think about it. I, I fight with my brother many times. Listen, go to the gym, put your muscles in point, try to do this, right? And, but anyways, it's kind of like, I feel it's very important. Like everybody have to do something physical, whatever you want. You want to swim, you want to walk, you want to run, you want to fuck, you want to, whatever you <laughs> want to do, just do some activity, you know? No, I know it. I, Cause literally I work a desk job now. So like in order to make sure that like, I'm still in movement, I actually get up crazy early. Mm -hmm. Like I am up because of like, I have like a commute into work. Like I have a 40 minute commute into work and I have to like have time to like leave. So I'm up every day during the week at 4am. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's very early. Yes. That's not even early. That's kind of like late from the last night. <laughs> yeah, I know. You probably fall you 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 probably fall asleep when I'm waking up. Like Yeah, I mean I mean I normally don't go to I try to go to sleep so late, that late. Kind of like two AM is try to be my yeah. maximum. At least I gotta work in another place later. But um yeah, I mean like and what do you do at four in the morning? So what I do at four in the morning is I um get in my car. What and people go, do at that time? <laughs> I go to a park and like I will mm. like do walking like uphill and then like I'll do like at this park I go to it has like mini bleachers so I like go up the bleachers down the bleachers up the bleachers down the bleachers like I do like six sets of them and I'm like that's so good I finish off yeah <laughs> that's really really good another thing yeah. that I always encourage people is do the, go to sauna you know sauna on the gym like, yeah when you sweat a lot like hot sauna. Um, yeah, it's really good. They're really good for circulation, blood circulation, and yeah. you know, like a bunch of stuff. I mean, granted, like, and the thing is, the reason I had to get up so early is because, like, I know plenty of people who, like, I know if I don't exercise in the morning, I'm not going to do it. Like, mm -hmm. I am mm. that person. Like, if if I get through the end of the day and then you're like, let's go to the gym. I'm like, I just worked all day. No, I'm going home. I know. It's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> Let me tell you, after this interview, I have to go to a gym before going to work. And I have to do it. It's, and I've been working all day. But it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's part of my work. You know, gym yeah. is part of my work. I don't I get mean, paid I for get that, that, fortunately. But... It's like, yeah, you have to do it. That's it. Yeah.
sometimes like uh, but then once it is there doing it it's kind of like you realize how um how good a decision it is you know so like, oh i feel so good all my hormones are okay now i feel happy and motivated and it's kind of like everything yeah. changed if you get high right away i love that yeah except as i say usually on the weekends i sleep in i can't this weekend because Unfortunately, I was like sick last Thursday, so I had to leave work early. So I have to make up hours. I'm like, fuck. Oh, <laughs> it's I, I only I, I I only got to go in for like three hours. So I'm like, I'm not that bad. Like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. Yeah, no, I would no, I would I wouldn't do a whole day. Like, that's why there's there's some people who like every week go in on their days off and like work like a whole day. I'm like, are you nuts? Like, do you love your job that much? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, I know. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So, what made you get into modeling? My mom, I guess. She's obsessed with that. She's kind of like, oh, come on, you want it? And kind of like, I think modeling is really good, too. But I don't think that I'm a model. I think, like, you know, I could be a good model for photograph or stuff like that. Um, but um, my mom always like pushed me to that. Like, you have to be a model. You look so good, please. Blah blah blah. So the little work that I've been doing for modeling, um, of course, is for myself, of course. Yeah. But also to tell my mom, it's like, mom, look, I did this. Like, you see, I told you, I told you. <laughs> so, Yes, yes, that's why. See, and it's another thing where it's like when you do modeling, you have to like constantly think about how you look. See, that's why the secret is when I like quote unquote model for pictures, which is literally just me taking pictures, I edit the pictures the way I want everyone to look at me. Like that's mm -hmm. that's yeah. all you have to do. Yeah, I have like in general, um, I don't do well with big corporations or big um, regulations or everything I do in my life, or I try at least everything that I do in my life, I, I try to make it my own, like not for myself, like build it the way I think is the best way for me, you know? Yeah. I don't like to, you know, incorporate things and things like like modeling, you know, you got to have certain weight, you have to have certain type of body. That was like, fuck that shit. I mean, I have my own business. I can promote my own business being my own model, you know, and put my own right. Um, yeah. I always work like that. I like to like, I don't work for anybody. I feel bad when I work for people. It's kind of like. Uh, I don't know. I can. I can. I can. I can. I try it, but I can't. I, first of all, I get it. I am the person who's like, that's why when I talk about being a musician and people talk about like wanting to be signed, I'm like, I'm like, I'd rather do it myself. I'd rather go to like a distribution company and say like, look, just from me the money, I'll pay you back. I can produce my own beats. I can write my own songs. 
why do I need to go to a record company where you're just going to want me to work with these seven producers to make a song? So I'm going to owe you all this money. Exactly. Like, exactly. That to versus, me sounds like a scam. Versus, yeah, absolutely. Versus like, like you know, uh, Billy Eilish did. He created such a great music in a yeah. small room with his brother, her brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, that's the perfect example that you keep becoming like a freaking good, like, like a rock star in your own room, you know, like they did. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The only thing is like, I feel like always consistency and discipline is the base of whatever you want to do. So it's kind of like, whatever you want to do, just keep doing it forever and keep doing it. Connect with people that you want it. Just got to find what the fuck you want to do. And like, once you decide that, just do it as much as you can. Talk with people yeah. do the same. But to that point, I'm just gonna add this. Not all y'all can do everything. Not no. all y'all, not all y'all can be super bitch like me. Like, not all of us can do it. Like, I just no. happen to know that I can do, I can sing, I can songwrite, I can rap, I can host. Like, I know I can do all this. Mm -hmm. You don't have like if you find one thing that you're good at, stick with that one thing mm -hmm. and work on it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a little hard for me because I love a lot of so many things. I can, I never in my whole life stick with one thing, but I think that's the best way. Definitely. Yeah. But I mean, again, as I said, if you can do it, do it, but don't, just do it. I actually, I was just having this conversation with Tanner on Monday where it's like, it was the point of he said, like, just because you can do OnlyFans doesn't mean that you should. Like, Correct. it's one of those things. It's like, exactly. You know how many people ask me to do OnlyFans? And I don't have, time. well, 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 you're hot. So I'm pretty sure you get asked all the time, right? Yeah, no, people ask me, like, you have OnlyFans? And I was like, no, I mean, like, why? No, really, like, not now. I guess <laughs> I don't know. I'm First very open. All, I don't judge okay. at all. But okay, I'm gonna speak for you. Phoenix has too many fucking jobs. Shut the fuck up about him doing OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, at least I'm gonna meet. At least I'm gonna make like 200 an hour. I'm not gonna put a time in there. <laughs> yeah, because it's like if you have like 87 other things that you're doing like everyone's like do only fans it's like i can't <laughs> see my thing is what i told somebody it's like i know at some point i want to put out an album i don't want to sit there and have to justify well i did this because i wanted to like try this but now i want you to take me seriously as an artist because as when you do that stuff you always have to do that you have to be like you have to separate this from that and like oh. Mm hmm it sounds exhausting <laughs> yes, yes 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 totally 100 percent agree and let me tell you sometimes but also you know when i told you that things like i don't like when people limited my my performances sometimes they give you a challenge and that makes you grow so it's kind of like we have to really we gotta be careful with that when it's a challenge and when it's like uh they want to just 
you know, bother you, you know, because sometimes right. those things going out of your comfortable zone make you create something new from yourself that you didn't even yeah. know. Which is, that's what I go when I go places that's like, which I barely do it, but let's say this weekend I have a work that I have to do something, blah, 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 that they ask me to do certain things. It's like, all right, I'm going to take like a challenge, you know, and like, let's see what happened, you know. But it's, if it came out like terrible, I don't think so. But if it came out terrible, it's like, it's fine. I try it, you know, it was something new. Well, okay. I guess I'm going to ask you this. I don't have this written down. So like, since you do so many gigs, do you ever get to the end of a weekend and be like, that wasn't worth it? Um, that doesn't worth it. No, because that doesn't worth it means like it wasn't enough money for my work that I did. Right. And I normally talk that in advance because I don't like those type of things. So it's kind of like I talk in advance. If it's worth it, I will do it. But before I figure out. But normally oh. I don't have I don't have to deal with that, thank God, because I'm very direct and I relate a lot of the if it's worth it or not based on how much work I'm putting and how much money I'm getting in return. So it's kind of like all that I always do it before. Before right. everything is clear and like I have to go to a place that knowing that they're going to respect what I'm going to do, you know. Right. So, yeah. I don't believe in free sheds. I do not believe in free shit. The art it have to be paid, you know, no right. matter which form, no matter how many years you have doing art. Art is a work and it have to be paid. So and and this is for everybody who listen to this. It's kind of like, listen, if you don't know your value, start working on that then. You know. That's kind of like my message, definitely. Because I a lot of people hate me for that, you know, because I just like, bro. I'm not gonna do it for that money. What are you fucking talking about? You know, and people take it, take it wrong. And I was like, if I don't respect my job, no one will will do it. So it's kind of like I'm in charge of that. See, I will admit, in terms of like regretting, well, actually, no, I learned from this. There is one interview. It's actually my shortest interview. Part of the reason I don't like it much was partially, I will say this. I don't like unprofessionalism. I don't know. Maybe that's, but it's like, here's the thing. Like, for example, like, I'm just going to say this, like Phoenix showed up a little bit late today, but it's like, we talked about it. I said it was fine, mm -hmm. but it's like when we've agreed upon a time and you you give me no indication before that you're going to be late and then you're going to make me wait an hour for you to come yeah no, no. that's that's wrong that's already wrong I'm, i feel the same yeah. to be honest and you yeah. have no idea how much i run today <laughs> yeah to make it only 15 minutes late <laughs> yeah yeah and i run like I, you know i, I mean that stuff and like not showing up because like or like not showing up and not telling me like oh you need to reschedule because if you need to reschedule hey i'm i understand i'm human shit happens like people need to reschedule stuff sometimes it's like it's fine mm -hmm. i'll find a slot but for you to just like ghost me or like yes it's terrible 
you want to know yeah. something like two or three weeks ago I'm gonna tell you like a crazy story because it never happened to me so it's kind of like you're talking about this i have yeah. to talk about it i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be in a hypocrite hypocrite i say hypocrite hypocrite i'm not gonna be a hypocrite but like uh two three weeks ago i was supposed to work at boardwalk with giovanni and i have a gig before and i went work and everything and literally that was my first time ever doing that i have um i have a very traumatic situation that i have to take care of um very personal and i turned off my phone because i couldn't handle anything else and you have no idea how bad I felt about it because I never done that. And it's kind of like, it's not the way how I grew up. It's not the way how I, yeah. I form myself. It's not part of my school. You know what I mean? Right. And I have to do it for the very first time. And then I was like, I was so guilty and everything. But the next day I tell to myself, listen, Emmanuel, Emmanuel is my, my name. It's kind of yeah. Phoenix, Emmanuel, just like, yeah. You're respecting your time. You know you couldn't do it. You never do that. That's not you. Is don't 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 kill yourself for that. You know, like don't punish yourself all the time for that because that's not you. But I have to say that sometimes can happen, and we're humans, and no matter how professional we are, could fucking happen that. And you have no idea how embarrassed I was, Giovanni. Until today, <laughs> he talked shit about that. Like, oh, I owe you. You owe me a lot because you didn't show up. Blah blah. blah. And like we laugh about it, but it was very uncomfortable situation for me because, you know, I didn't want to share what happened. It's kind of like people think that you bullshitting and shit. So it's kind of like, I don't know. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. But that was the only time that happens. That was funny. Well, when he when he puts that in your face, now you can remind him that he slept through our interview. Remember, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, I want to tell him. You, so what happened with the interview? I was waiting for you. Now you now we even. That's what I'm gonna tell him. Now we're even. As I said, I've only well, I only had to cancel one interview, and it's literally because it was another time when I was sick and like, I literally. I made I had it was a month it was again Monday Thursday as I said like I had the Monday interview I was sick at the Monday interview but I kept my composure I didn't tell the guests till after I was sick and they said you were fine but I'm like I know my ass is not gonna make it to Thursday like mm -hmm. I have to tell this guest like I can I just I can't do it and yeah. I messaged I messaged the person they're like thank God I'm sick too so I'm like like so that was the only time. <laughs> yeah and i always say this listen no matter what happened in life just go forward yeah. just go forward explain it say it like i feel that's the best solution to everything in life kind of like honesty and it will take you faster wherever you want to go that's kind of like part of my philosophies it's like because honestly if you're honest with people people don't like you they're not going to talk to you again and people yeah. who likes you they're gonna push you forward to whatever you want to be so it's kind of like it's kind of like i don't know my base yeah of course support everybody push them forward yeah i'm gonna okay i'm gonna vow this i'm gonna say this on camera so now so once i say it on camera i have to stick to it mm -hmm. i i am gonna go down i am gonna go down at some point and see you perform 
I am at some point. So now I now I have to stick to it because I said it on camera. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, how, listen, question. How far you are like driving from Fort Lauderdale? I have no idea where you are. From Fort Lauderdale, I'm let's see. If Miami's an hour and a half, I would say Fort Lauderdale's like an hour and fifteen, hour and twenty. Think that's nothing. Yeah. I drive that every single weekend when I go to Wingwood to practice to perform. So now it's even. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just talking shit. I'm just talking. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just talking shit. No, I, 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 I'm excited. I'm excited that you're gonna go to see me. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, I probably would have, I probably would have gone down on Saturday. But as I said, with me having to work, it's like, because here's the thing: I'll go down for like, I'll go down like a Friday night, so that way I'm like in the area Saturday. So it's just like, I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Because I've well, this was the thing. I was, I've been meaning to see Damien perform too. The problem was the last time I was in Miami, when I found out Damien had a gig, I already had plans with somebody else. So it's like, because he well, waited. Listen, till... I have a solution for you. Yeah. Look at this. You cannot tell anybody this, okay? <laughs> I love this. <laughs> um, we're working something together with Brian, and we're going to be like doing something good together. So it's not going to be too long, so far from now. So kind of like I think that would be a good excuse to go to see us both together. That's exactly what I'll do. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Deal? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like when I find out what that is, I'll plan a trip down there and like I'll figure it out. I love it. I love it. I love it. Will I will I show up in drag? Of course. I yes. don't know. Thank you. <laughs> well, well, this is my thing. And I found this out the last time I was in Miami. Apparently, so when I'm in drag, like, I know tons of drag queens like carry purses and stuff. Purses aren't my thing. So I have, like, a backpack. So I went to go to this club, and then all of a sudden, I looked at their list of rules, and they're like, no backpacks allowed. Even though my backpack's, like, that big. It's not a big backpack at all. It's literally just enough for me to, like, carry my shit. Mm, yeah, but here it's not gonna happen because here you can go anywhere with backpacks, mostly. I guess. I'll figure it, was, it out. Uh, even though we put it in my car, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> as I said, I literally had to like, and then after that, I'm like, fuck. So I literally had to jump in the shower, take off all my makeup, get in regular clothes, and then leave. So it's like one of those. I'm like. Oh, no. I spent mm -hmm. I spent half an hour getting ready for nothing. No, actually, no. no, actually, no, that's not true. I took pictures, so at least it's worth something. Yeah, anyway. of course, of course. So I have to run very soon. Yeah. Okay, we're. I know. I gotta get to the end. Hold on. So what? I'll do. Okay. Tell me. Okay, you have do you have time for me to do two more or one more? Probably zero, but um, let's go for one. <laughs> okay, fine. Then I'll make this one simple. All right. I know we started late. Um, and thank what? you. I'm so sorry. It's like yeah. 
I just like, you know, kind of like get ready for being, you know, naked at Hunters. Work. So, um, (laughs) what's the biggest misconception about you? You want to know the truth? <laughs> oh, why are you asking me this? Because I'm honest. I, I can be non-honest in my life. So, <laughs> um, I hate, literally, I'm going to use that word that I never use that word, but I really hate when people tell me that I think that I'm perfect. And yeah, I, I hate that. I feel like that's the image that sometimes I portray and I show or sometimes the way how I speak and my knowledge and everything I've been studying in my life. Blah, 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 blah. I always have something to say about something. Right. But in the moment there are arguments on moments that I think it's a big misconception that people like really think that I think that I'm perfect and I'm the most imperfect person in this planet. Like that's, I think that would be, yeah. I will say for me really quick, I know you gotta go. So like Please. mine is a lot of people think, well, certain people think I'm shady. I'm not shady. I'm blunt and honest. Meaning if I have an opinion about you, I'm going to say it. Yes. Yes. And honestly, I wish that more people would be like that. Everything would be more easy. And yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I suffer with that too because I kind of be, I could be a little bit tough the way I speak sometimes. Yeah. Like, hey, that's fucked up. That's that, that, that's ugly. That's this. And yeah, yeah, no, definitely is. It's a challenge. It's true. Yeah. But you keep my ass with that last question because kind of like. That's something that's been bothering me a lot lately. People like when I get in arguments and stuff. Like, oh, because you think you're fucking perfect, and I was like, no, that's the last thing. I wasn't here, <laughs> you know. I wasn't yeah. here. It was perfect. It's so stupid. But I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, with that being said, it was a pleasure getting to meet you. So much pleasure. Absolutely pleasure. Like Thank I knew you. from the first moment that you DM me and we talk, and yep. I'm always super busy and stuff. And kind of like I felt some type of energy, and now I can see why. So it's kind of like, yeah. Thank you so very much. Like kind of like to having me thinking about me. Yeah. Um, I respect your work a lot, and I love Thank it. You. I think like keep Thank pushing you. it. I really want to see you. I want to hear you sing. And I would love to hear the future, you know, like music from you and everything, because I think we can work together. Something work. I love that. And with that being said, this is Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and I hope you've enjoyed. I love you. Love you too.